Welcome to church to the last Sunday of April. So good to have you online. If this is your first time joining ICC, welcome. I'll just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we exalt your holy name, mighty God. Lord, we pray, oh, Father God, Holy Spirit, take over, have your way. Holy Spirit, you know every person that is linking into this message this morning. And Holy God, we just say, speak to us, oh, Father God. We want to hear you. We want to touch from you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Uh, my title for the message today is Finding Your Purpose in Every Season. Right now, you can all agree with me that this season we're living in is uncharted territory for most of us. And for some of us, it's bringing anxiety. For some of us, it's actually bringing hope. Just a slow pace is good for you, it's good for us. And for some of us, it's just thrown everything that you were hoping your 2020 will be. When we started 2020, it was the new decade, you know, of new beginnings. And looking at what's happening around us right now, it, you could feel like, oh my goodness, what is happening? But you know what? This situation that is happening around the world is not a surprise to God. God is sovereign. God is divine. And he has a divine agenda for your life. He has a divine agenda for my life. And he has a divine agenda for this world. You know, as children of God, we are called to live in a higher realm. We are called to live above the natural circumstances. It says we are not moved by what we see. We are not moved by what we feel. But we are moved by what the word of God says to us. In Romans 12 verse 2, it reads, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. He's good pleasing and perfect will. God has a good, pleasing and perfect will for you and I. Even in the midst of this pandemic, his plan is still the same. He has a good, pleasing and perfect will for, you, for us. But how do we tap into that good and perfect will that God has for us? You know what we need to do? We just need to ask and say, God, what am I meant to be doing in this season? So in this current season of uncertainty, of just things that we call normal are not normal at the moment, what are we meant to be doing? What are you meant to be doing in your life? There's a story in the Bible in Genesis 26. It talks about that there was a great famine in the land and there had been a drought for many, many years and the people were struggling to survive. But there was a man of God called Isaac. And Isaac, God spoke to Isaac and said, Isaac, I want you to step out. I want you to plant. I want you to sow seed right in the midst of this famine, right in the midst of this drought. Imagine what Isaac thought. He could have said, God, can't you see? Look around you. There's drought. There hasn't been rain for years. But God spoke a word to Isaac. He could have said, have you checked the weather report lately? There's no forecast for rain for the next three years to come. Do you realize that it hasn't rained for years? This is a conversation that Isaac could have had with God. But Isaac did not look at things in the natural. He talked himself. He took the word that God had given him and he took it boldly and he obeyed the word. So right now, 
in the midst of this famine, this natural famine, this natural drought that we're experiencing, what is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? You know, at the end of the day, the most important thing is not what's happening. It's actually what God has told you and have you obeyed that? And it says in the scripture that in the midst of famine, Isaac sowed a seed in the land. I'll read um, Genesis 26, verse 1 to 3, and then verse 5. Then the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. In other words, he was saying to him, Do not run away from the drought. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For to you and your descendants, I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, and my statutes. Notice that in the midst of the famine, God told Isaac not to run or to be afraid, but to stay where he was and he would do well. He assured Isaac that he would be with him, that he would take care of him, that he would take care of his descendants, that his family would be prosperous. Looking at it through the natural, that didn't make sense at all. But you know what Isaac did in Genesis 26, if you read verses 12 to 14? It says, Isaac sowed in the land. And in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper. And he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. How many of us would like to prosper and continue prospering until we are very prosperous? I can imagine Isaac's friends or even his family around him. Imagine what they would have said to him as he was planting, as he started to prepare the land, as he started to till the land, as he started to take the precious possession of the seed that he had stored up that he could have eaten as food, but he took that seed and he buried it into the ground. Imagine what they would have said. I assume some of them said very discouraging things. But Isaac did not listen to the naysayers. He just kept planting because that is what God had told him to do. What was he doing? He was sowing a radical seed. So for you and I in this time that we're experiencing right now, what's the instruction that God has given you? What's the instruction that God has given me? It says in the same year, he received a hundredfold return. If we go back to Romans 12 verse 2, which I started with, it says there's a good, pleasing and perfect will for you and I. So for the next couple of minutes, you and I are going to have a conversation with God. We're actually going to ask, how do we find our purpose in this season? I've got a series of questions. So if you've got... Um, go grab your notebook, go grab um, your Bible, grab your pen. You're going to have a conversation with God. You know, one of the things that differentiates us Christians from the other religions is God is at the other side of our thoughts. He's at the other side of our prayers. He's in the midst of everything. And you might be saying, I've never heard from God. 
Just pray and say, God, I want to hear from you. It says in the word of God that my sheep know my voice. If you are a Christian, you hear the voice of God. So it'll come to you. It might come to you as a thought. Just write it down. Don't question it. Don't reason it. Because at the end of this service today, you and I are going to know what we are meant to be doing in this season. So if we're to function from a higher realm, and if we're to know what our purpose is in this season and any other season, what is the first thing that we need to do? Point number one, we need to ask God, what are we supposed to be doing in this season? In the story we read about Isaac, God spoke to him. Maybe Isaac had prayed and said, God, what do I need to do? The Bible doesn't tell us that, but God spoke to him. And the fact that Isaac listened meant that Isaac had an open heart. So right now, let, we will ask God, what is it that we are supposed to do in this season? You know, when Isaac obeyed, that's when the miracle happened. The conditions were not perfect. And right now in your life, the conditions do not need to be perfect. For some of us, we've lost hope. For some of us, we've lost jobs. And for some of us, we're so far away and secluded from our families. And those are real realities that we're facing. But you know what? God has a perfect and good will for you and I. All the odds can be against us. But when God asks us to do something, we should not argue. We should not make excuses. Because when God speaks, his word is final. So we'll just take a few moments and we're going to just wait on God and ask God and say, God, what am I meant to be doing in this season? After finding out what we're meant to be doing in this season, so that's the God part. So in our lives, God has his part. We have our part. There's some of us, God has told us something ridiculous. God could have told you, I want you to invest in the share market. You're like, really? That is crazy. The market is falling. But if that is an instruction from God, you just have to keep having that conversation with him and asking him. So our part, normally there's limiting beliefs that we have. So when God's told us, so in Isaac's situation, he could have had limiting beliefs like, I planted last year and all my crop died. That could be you. The thing that God has told you, like, God, I've tried this before. I've tried this before and it didn't work. A personal example in my life, for years, God kept telling me to step up, to take on positions of leadership, to take on uh, more responsibility in things that I did. And I was like, God, no. I am a behind-the-scenes person. I love doing the things from behind. I don't want to be pushed forward. And I kept resisting that, and I kept resisting that until God said to me one day in prayer, he's like, Tawana, you're being disobedient. You know, that shocked me. I was like, oh, my gosh. I thought I was being humble. He's like, no, that is not humility. That is actually pride because you want to self-preserve. And slowly... I started to break out of those limiting beliefs that I had. And the life I walk today is a result of that obedience that I took on. 
So what are some limiting beliefs that you have? It could be you're too old, you're telling yourself, I'm too old, God, or I'm too young, or this is not the right market, or this is not the right time for whatever it is that God has told you. So we're going to take a few moments again, and we're just going to have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to ask and say, Holy Spirit, what are some limiting beliefs that I have that will hinder me from doing what you have called me to do in this season? You know, like Isaac, you and I should have an attitude that says, God, I might not understand what you're doing, but I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to sow seed anyway. You know, it says Isaac, he reaped a hundredfold in a drought. In Australia, we've just gone through one of the worst bushfire seasons. That happened in the midst of one of the worst drought seasons we've had. And imagine in that season, God saying to you, I want you to plant. So some of the things that God is calling you and I to do, they are going against what is happening in the natural. But the key to you and I succeeding, to you and I living in that higher realm is being obedient to that voice of God. So the third point we're going to go through this morning, it says in verse 12 of Genesis 26, Isaac planted crops in that land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. Isaac planted crops. That is a very practical thing that Isaac did. If Isaac had just heard God say, I want you to plant. And you say, yes, God, I take that word. I believe it. I'm obedient to it. But until he physically went out into the fields, prepared the land, got the rows of seeds going, until he did that, until he woke up every morning, he watered it, he weeded the field. He had to do all those things before he reaped his harvest. So in whatever God has told you to do, there is a practical thing that you're meant to be doing right now. What is that practical thing that you're meant to be doing? You know, we are blessed because God has commanded his blessing upon us. God has spoken a blessing upon you. When Jesus was on earth, before he left, he prayed for you and I. He said, Lord, bless the ones that are here and bless the ones that will believe in me and have not seen me. And that prayer is still working. It is still effective. Because we choose to live a faith-filled life, God will honor that word that he has spoken over you. And so right now, we're going to just take a few moments and we're going to ask God, ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what is a practical thing that I am meant to be doing in this season? You know, there's a book I've been recently reading, and this is the author talks about a story um, that happened, like an event that happened in his life. 
He was praying. God had called him and said, I'm calling you to become a big minister of the word. And he's like, I'm going to give you land where you're going to build your headquarters. And one day he's praying and God says to him, I want you to go to this very wealthy man that lived in the region that he is. He lived. It's like, I want you to go to this man and I want you to say to him, the Lord has need for the land that you have. So he's like, no, God, how can I just randomly go to this person and say, you have need for his farm? Anyway, after going back and forth, he obeyed and he went to this man and he said, God has need for your property. And the man, he said, they sat in silence for about 15 minutes. He's like, I didn't say anything else because God had not given him words to speak. And the man asked him, how much do you want it for? And he, he didn't say anything. He's like, I didn't say anything because I hadn't heard from God. But over time, God told him the amount. And in the end, he got, the man gave this man's ministry this land. And on that land, he also gave the mineral rights. So this ministry is housed on this land that this man uh, was given. But do you know why he got that? He was obedient. God is asking you and I to do some radical things today. And yes, we might be fearful. Yes, we might be saying, God, it's just not right. But that's okay. That's okay. You and I, our job is to be obedient. A fourth point, which I'll mention, and then you can do this as part of your homework before next week's preaching, is God always gives us people to walk, to walk alongside us. God never calls you to walk solo in an assignment. Jesus needed the 12 disciples to do what he did. Moses needed Aaron. He needed Miriam. Anyone in the Bible who did anything great, they had someone who they walked alongside. In Luke 6, verse 38, it says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will it be poured into your lap? For with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. If you keep reading, it says, Man will give to your bosom. So we can, God uses men to bless us. God uses people to bless us. So in, when you get time at home, just ask God and say, God, who are my divine connections? Who are the people that I am meant to be walking this season with? And just before we close, I'm going to lead us in prayer, especially for that second point of limiting beliefs. What this pandemic has caused i've been talking with a few people saying it's just highlighting what's there so for some of us our faith is arising but for some of us fear is arising as well and for some of us we're at wit's end we're just living in so much fear and we're like god how long can i live in isolation or how long can i live financially like this so i'm just going to lead us in prayer one to pray for god to remove to reveal those limiting beliefs to you if he hasn't already and two to remove them and then i'm going to pray for faith to arise in all of us 
Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you because you have a purpose for every season. Lord, I thank you because you're a God who knows all of us and nothing that is happening individually in our lives is coming as a surprise to you. Lord, right now I speak to every limiting belief of Father God that we all have. And I say in the name of Jesus, limiting beliefs be broken. Fear, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and I command you to go right now. And Lord, I declare and decree the divine blessing upon all of us in the name of Jesus. And I say, Lord, as a church, we will arise as your children. We will arise and we will take our rightful place in the kingdom. We will take our rightful place in our families. We will take our rightful place in our city of Father God. And Lord, I declare and decree that we arise as leaders of Father God during this season. And Lord, I declare and decree that our Faith increases. Our faith arises in the name of Jesus. And Lord, when this season ends, that we will come out stronger, that we will come out better, and we will give you all the glory and give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you to continue having the conversations with the Holy Spirit. What we did today was really concise. I encourage you to just spend time with those four points that I gave. The first one is asking God, what am I meant to be doing in this season? That is the most important thing. Because when we're anchored, you know, Pastor Mirella preached last week and said, when God is in control, everything is in control. By asking God, what am I meant to be doing in this season? And we hear from him and we obey him, everything will be in control. The second point was about what are the limiting beliefs? What are some things we have to shift our minds? What are some things we have to change? And the third point, probably the most important one, is what is a practical thing that you and I can do, that you and I should be doing now? And the fourth one, which you will do as part of your homework before next week, is asking God who your divine connections are. Thank you so much for joining us. I wish you an amazing day. God bless you. Bye.